This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome in to another edition of Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. A lot of big local stories to get to affecting us here in Central Indiana to help us sort things out. Our good friend, political historian, data guru, all-around great guy, Scott Strong. Scott, how's it going? It's going great. How about you, Rob? I'm doing great. Uh, some people, uh, parents of students in IPS, though, not doing so great. Uh, IPS uh, announces that they are looking to close three high schools. Six currently are in existence, and they're looking to close three. Those were announced today at noon after a lot of anticipation. Broad Ripple, Arlington, and Northwest. Before we get into the de details on this, Scott, I'd be curious to get your reaction. You know, this has been an ongoing issue in the Indianapolis, pub Indianapolis public school system is that they've had decreasing enrollment for the last 20 to 30 years. They had over 100,000 students um, several decades ago. That's dropped to under 30,000 now. So this is definitely the effects of losing enrollment in a population. Yeah, it's interesting because schools, especially in Indiana now with the tax caps, it was much different before, but now with the tax caps, it's sort of become a math equation. Look, there's only so many dollars in the pie. You can't go above the pie, and you got to try to make good with what you got. Yes, you do. And, you know, the interesting thing is when you look at this and how much they have dropped, there are now, what, about 30,000 students. I did just a quick run through on the numbers. If you take the total student population in Hendricks County, Hendricks County has almost as many students in school as all of Dubs Marion County. Well, and that's, it sounds shocking, but it's really not. I mean, you think about, you've got the six high schools in Hendricks County. You've got Brownsburg, Avon, Plainfield, Danville, Tri-West, Cascade, and there's only six currently in IPS. They'll be down to that's three. Right. So you think about it from that standpoint a lot more people are moving into hendricks county than than ips yes that's right okay so what's interesting to me about this is the fervor that this drew especially from parents uh, look to me i mean it's a pretty much a math equation but is this just a thing where emotions getting in the way of reality yeah, I think so. And and from these communities, a lot of the people that were out protesting are people who have lived and been in that Indianapolis community for their entire lives. So this isn't so much as their kids losing it. It's their high school that they attended when they were in the 60s, 70s and 80s being closed. 
Get our guest Scott Strong. We're talking about the big announcement that IPS will recommend to close three high schools, uh, Arlington and Northwest, as well as Broad Ripple. Now, Broad Ripple's the one that's on everybody's mind right now because Broad Ripple, while not an affluent area, much of Broad Ripple remains somewhat affluent and a destination place. That's some very valuable real estate there. Yes, and so one of the things that IPS has to take in consideration here is how can they unload and recoup some of the money, of which is some of the investment, because they're going to have to start centralizing some of the operations of some of these things that are in these high schools that are closing. So that's going to take some money for them to sell that off. Would maybe good a good financial return for the school system? Scott, you're a business guy. You work for a big four accounting firm in your day job. Contrary to what people who listen to the station and the show may believe this is not your full-time job um, no, it's not. <laughs> but you work for a you work for a big four accounting firm so you're a business guy to me if ips were in a business right now when you start selling off assets to pay the bills that's a big red flag right yeah, the bottom line is still, even with everything that they're doing, they're going to be under capacity, which means they still have the ability to enroll a lot more students, which is good as if in a few years there is an uptick of people moving into the community and more people coming into the schools. But right now, um, it's good business sense because they really have to right-size their communities. Otherwise, we're pouring a lot of money into underutilization of schools and Heating and cost and things. And so we're having one of the most highest outlays of cost per student in the state of Indiana if they kept all these schools open. Now, related to Broad Ripple, and it's still very early on in this process, the Broad Ripple area people appear to be very upset that Broad Ripple Village, they like that school being there because while it's not paying taxes, it is stability in the area. They appear pretty. Uh, pretty off guard, caught off guard by this right now, and they're not happy. And early accounts seem to think that Broad Ripple Association is going to look to try to keep this thing a school and not let it be sold. Yeah, so there's some things that they can do. And, of course, none of this will be finalized until the fall. Uh, but when you're looking at Broad Ripple High School right now, that enrollment is about 635 people. So there's a lot of things that they can do. Uh, of course, it's the community and what they are willing to pony up to the table to come to it. They may have some options that they can pursue. But at this point, I would be surprised if they're able to enact it in such a short time. The uh, other two schools, Arlington and Northwest, are going to reopen as middle schools under the plan. Now, Abdul was talking about this today, and I thought this was pretty interesting. IPS still appears to be doing very well in the middle schools. It's only when they get to the high school age, it seems like, do parents start filtering out. Is that because of private schools sending kids to Catholic schools? What do you think accounts for? They're doing okay in the middle school uh, enrollment, but once you get to high school, it's just a total change. Yeah, so one of, a couple of things happen when they get to that age. One, people start becoming of age where they can go and find employment or do other things, or they can, what you just said, go to a private school or transfer to what are called more career vocational schools, which is now becoming a big choice for students coming up. So if somebody wants to go to a vocational type of a school to go after a trade or a specialty, it will pull them away. And this is one of the things that the Indianapolis Public Schools has been doing is to try to put some of these 
these magnet schools or things in. So you've seen this with Arsenal Tech, where they've got a construction engineering and design academy. Um, Cypress Attics has um, its health sciences academy. And I think even George Washington is now going to host an advanced manufacturing, engineering, and logistics academy. So there's a lot of things that other people can do and other places that they can do. And one of the things that they're talking about in this school consolidation is about 60% of the people, um, the high school students get to choose where they go to high school. With this new and changing around, almost all of the students could choose to go to the school that caters to the interests that they want to pursue as a full-time career. You know, I'm Rob Kendall, along with Scott Strong. We're talking about IPS's decision to, uh, to close three, or recommendation, I should say, nothing final yet, to close three high schools. One of the big problems IPS has is that people are moving out. If you're a, if you're a person who has at least the means to be able to do it, why wouldn't you want to live in a Brownsburg or a Carmel if you have the ability, I mean, at least through a subsidized housing or whatever, any possible means to get your kid out of IPS? This seems to me, Scott, that in 10 years, we may be talking about no more IPS at all. Yeah, and this is something that's not only happening in Indianapolis. This is happening in most of the large cities across the country. And so with the uptick of crime, the rising murder rates in Indianapolis, um, some of the drug and even the opioid crisis that are hitting areas, there are a lot of people that are choosing to move away from big centers to more rural or predominantly suburban um, areas because there's a little bit better support in social services. There's not as many people flooding the system when they need resources and allocations to them. So, it, you know, it, it obviously is a personal choice. It's a trend that's happening here in Indianapolis, and it's a trend that's happening across the nation of flight from the big cities, and it's obviously going to continue. So IPS is going to make some big decisions, but I imagine they're going to have some even more big decisions to make in a couple of years if this trend continues. Is the other thing, and you're a teacher, so you're very qualified mm -hmm. to answer this question, is the other thing that they're up against this fact that, hey, guys like you, you wouldn't want to go teach there. You'd much rather go to a Brownsburg or a Carmel or an Avon or wherever where you don't have to deal with the problems. And so this whole thing, it's just like it's in a death spiral. Yeah, so what's happened is, you're right, In if you go to a better school district that has more capital, so take a look at Carmel. Carmel's got about 15,000 students. That's half of the population of Indianapolis public schools or Hamilton Southeastern, which is like 21,000 enrollment right now. They will command higher salaries to attract better teachers. So not all the time do better pay mean better teachers, but if you're a new teacher coming out and you have a choice to making 5000 by moving north out of Marion County or to west, you're probably going to take that. And then so sometimes the teachers that get hired last for the poor um, paying jobs sometimes are the people that are still available. So uh, we're not saying that there's any differential in that when we hire them in, but a lot of times those people that have the choice will go for the higher salary, and those sometimes are the first ones that are recruited out of, out of colleges. Is sort of the unspoken thing here, we have seen this in communities, these suburban communities over especially the past 10 years, and an emphasis on assessed value of homes getting away a lot of times from these lower valued homes that we saw in the late 2000s or the, the late 90s, early 2000s being built that were $150,000 homes, are they going to saying, hey, every home that's built in this town or, or city is going to be $200,000 and up because they don't want these people coming out into their schools? 
Yeah, I, I don't necessarily know if, if that's the case, but what we will say is um, when somebody is doing well, it attracts other people that want to do well. So it's like the athletes in high school. If you're a good athlete, sometimes you're attracted to hang around with the other people that are athletes because you have a lot of those similar things in common. And so definitely it's easier if a Brownsburg or an Avon or a Plainfield wants to pass a referendum to put in a new ball field or upgrade something to have additional funds, then they can put out a better image or a better curriculum or even better tutors or teachers to to offer those students more avenues. And we're seeing that more and more in high schools. And we've seen this with the different type of degrees that they're trying. Do you want to graduate with honors or do you want to have a basic degree? And now the other thing schools are going to have on, there's now starting to be online high-scale education programs coming out, kind of like what we've seen online universities. They're looking at high schools. So high schools are going to have to compete for the students. It's no longer just who lives here, but who you can get to come here. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, I-69, we've talked about it on this show many times. It is a disaster, total, total government incompetence. However, the governor has come out, Governor Holcomb, and said, don't worry about a thing. Don't worry that we just raised your gas tax. Don't let I-69 be a reflection on that. We'll spend the money properly. Scott and I will talk about that next. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Participate in global diplomacy and bring the world to the Hoosier State and your home. AUSA is a top-tier nonprofit agency that matches exceptional high school students with qualified host families for a rewarding exchange experience that cultivates leadership skills, develops intercultural awareness, and enhances local families and communities. For more information about hosting a student or studying abroad, visit www.ayusa.org. That's www.ayusa.org or call 415 415- Two three one three eight seven one. That's four one five two three one three eight seven one. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at five hundred five North Green Street in Brownsburg. Doctor Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is eight five two five nine 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 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us with us today, breaking down some of the big stories in Central Indiana Today, is our friend Scott Strong, political historian, data guru, and uh, Scott, the governor, Eric Holcomb, uh, had a press conference the other day, and he essentially told the media to tell the people Hey, we totally blew it on I-69, but don't worry. We're raising your gas tax. We're not going to do it again. <laughs> yeah, so he uh, in that conference, he was a little bit defensive when he was asked questions about why should we trust the state with, with all this new money. So basically his response was, trust me, we've got this under control. So what I would say is they've been working with this um, – finance authority, this public partnership that we've talked about before on the air, and it sounded like he was alluding to the fact that although I-69 is going to be delayed a couple of years, it seems like he knows some 
things in the back pocket that when they step back in, they're going to be able to save a little bit of money. So, um, so you have the public access. What's the value of having that road done a couple of years early as opposed to saving the state money? So at this point, he seems to be confident of it, and he's waiting to say, hey, give us some time. Well, the fact that he's addressing this tells me, I mean, guys like me have been barking about this for six months when they first started talking about releasing the, or raising the gas tax because I said that this is not the exception. This I-69 disaster from Bloomington to Martinsville is not the exception. It is the way it works. Indot and these guys yep. are a nightmare to deal with, and it means he must be getting some pushback. Yeah, so probably behind the scenes, they're probably trying to move to say, hey, how can we stop this from happening again? And what they want to do is they want to get, you know, a lot of new money's coming in. And so they're probably trying to look at new processes and things to tighten this process up so that it doesn't happen again. But at this point, they've got no place but to say in at least a public persona to say, hey, we've got it under control. Give us some time and hopefully they're going to put together something that will, you know, put some accountability into the process. Well, it's really interesting, too, because they're raising the gas tax. It's coming up here very soon, a couple days, in fact. I think it'll go into effect, and they're going to raise it right at a time where gas naturally goes up anyway because it's around a holiday, and I think people are going to be pretty upset, Scott, because I think, as they should, they're going to blame this on the gas tax going up, even though there's a natural increase in gasoline at this time. Yeah, so we've, we've obviously got the normal blends that are changing over this time of year. When summer comes, um, there's some new federal regulations that say you have to add this some stuff to the gas. So a lot of times we see this. Um, but the overall good news for Indiana and our lawmakers, and obviously for the public, is shell production is coming up around the Dakotas. A new huge find up in Alaska has come out. Texas is coming up. They're finding more oil in the in in the Gulf, the Gulf Coast. So the long-term thing that's probably going to save Indiana and the lawmakers is the fact that production is coming up, which is going to drop the price. So we're going to see some spike in prices in the next week or two. But overall, the long run is it's probably going to go down because of the Trump energy policy that he is pursuing. I get really upset when a guy like Holcomb comes out and says this sort of thing in a press conference because I still haven't heard anybody from the state really come out and go, you know what, you're right. We blew this. We screwed up. This is our fault. We'll fix it. Basically, what they keep trying to do is spin this thing on how it's not as bad as it seems. It's a nightmare. Yeah, so what they are starting to see that the state has lucked out because of some things former governors have done and the legislature has done, the state's starting to generate more revenue. The new revenue forecast for Indiana is higher. Um, but the sad part about this is they still raise the tax at a time when we look back now and wonder, hey, with all this additional revenue is coming in, did we really need to raise that tax or not? All right, we're going to take another quick break. When we come back, there's an interesting report out that may tell us why we have such really bad politicians in this country. We'll talk about it next. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Rob Kendall here speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. 
And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us with our good friend, political historian, data guru, Scott Strong. Now, tomorrow we're scheduled to speak with Indiana Secretary of State Connie Lawson. She was in front of the United States uh, Senate just uh, just a few weeks ago talking about hacking and Russia and, and whether our elections could be hacked. So we're going to talk about her testimony there. And, of course, Connie Lawson from right, uh, right in Hendricks County right here in Danville. And uh, so we'll talk with her tomorrow or scheduled, or scheduled to right here on Central Indiana Today. But we welcome in once again our good friend Scott Strong talking about some of the big issues in Indiana politics and government. Scott, there's a new report out, and the story comes from the uh, NorthwestHerald.com, uh, and it says, essentially, uh, when voters cast ballots for state representatives last fall, millions of Americans essentially had no choice. 42% of all such election candidates faced no major party opponents. So what that means is that of your state reps and state senators who ran, 42% of them didn't have a uh, major party opponent in the fall. That's true for us here in Hendricks County. Uh, uh, the Libertarians had a candidate who ran, but John Crane, the Republican who won, had no Democratic opposition. He waltzes right into office. I think this is a bad thing. Yeah, so what's happened over the years is each state, basically, whoever controls the legislature and the governor's office is put in charge of taking the lead on redistricting. When that happens, strange things happen, like they draw the districts, like if you have a heavy Democrat or Republican area. So let's just say you have a heavy Democrat area in the state of Indiana. You plug all those into one district, knowing they're going to be a Democrat no matter what. But then you break it across the, the remaining Democrats across several strong Republican areas, so you have Republican majorities. Now, this is not anything that's new. The Democrats did the exact same thing, and that's why we had such contested elections in the state of Indiana for such a long time, even though we had 60 percent of the state as registered Republicans. 4,700 state house and assembly seats were up last year. Uh, of those 998 Democrats and 963 Republicans, one without any opposition, so almost 2,000 of those uh, didn't have didn't have anything. And and again, in in Hendricks County, Kevin Rogers, the Libertarian, ran against John Crane. Kevin did really well by Libertarian standards. I think he got like 17 percent of the vote, so he at least made Crane go and work. But Crane knew that uh, <laughs> Crane knew that Kevin Rogers, the Libertarian, wasn't beating him. So short of him getting arrested in an alley, he was going to be the senator. Yeah, so the, the only really hope that people have is that census is done basically once every 10 years, and at that time, you can affect that, um, how those districts are drawn and things or people moving in. We're seeing a, a big influx of Democrats move into the county of Hendricks. Uh, we went from about 35 percent of the county was Democrats to up around 40 or 41 percent right now are registered Democrats, but it still is a huge advantage for the Republicans. 
And so just like in Indianapolis, if you're a Republican running in Indianapolis, you're not going to win. It's the same thing here in Hendricks County. If you're a Democrat running here, you're probably not going to win either. Uh, there's a big part of me that goes, come on, get it together. Somebody run. I mean, you'd think there'd be like one Democrat in Hendricks County that would go, all right, I, even if you're just wasting your time just to see my name on the ballot, I'm going to run. Yeah, and so what's happening is it, it becomes a move, and we did see this in Hamilton County this last year, uh, where which that's a very strong Republican area. The Democrats did get there, and they made sure they had a Democratic alternative to every Republican that ran. Now, the Republicans won huge, but that's the first step. So we're probably heading in 10 years towards contested elections in this county because the, the county is swinging more Democratic because so many people um, from Marion County are moving here. And then we've got these hubs of innovation in Brownsburg, Avon and um, Plainfield that are bringing in new people. And a lot of those people that are coming into these types of jobs are Democrats or they registered Democrats. So we're probably heading towards this. But in the short run, there's not too much you can do. The best thing you can do before you run for a public office is go to the clerk's office and see who's registered Republican and Democrat or Libertarian to see what chances you're going to have. I mean, to me, it also veers people harder to the right or left in their primary, and it gets focused sometimes even on issues that aren't even issues that a legislature addresses because they're trying to win votes of a very specific hardcore group of people in their primary because they know if they win the primary, they're automatically elected. Yeah, so we really have almost two elections within an election. You have an election where you run to the hard party um, core of who is decided to be the candidate, and then a more kind of a general election where the people may not even realize what the person does in the office, but you run a general campaign saying, you know, they're meeting these basic qualities that everybody in the community endorses, whether they're going to vote on those things in office or not. We've seen that in some of the county council races, a fiscal body, but everybody was asking them about their stance on gun control and LGBTA rights. All right, Scott, great job as always. Thank you. Thank you. Don't forget, if you missed any part of today's show, check out the podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search Central Indiana today. Download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. Go back and listen anytime you want. As always, the podcast presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. 
The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. Participate in global diplomacy and bring the world to the Hoosier State and your home. AUSA is a top-tier nonprofit agency that matches exceptional high school students with qualified host families for a rewarding exchange experience that cultivates leadership skills, develops intercultural awareness, and enhances local families and communities. For more information about hosting a student or studying abroad, visit www.ayusa.org. That's www.ayusa.org or call 415 415- Two three one three eight seven one. That's four one five two three one three eight seven one. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndyPolitics.org. It's the place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the state house is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it seems like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. So that's why we want you to bookmark IndyPolitics.org. At IndyPolitics.org, we bring you in-depth comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit, indypolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 12 to 9.30. More information about our flavors and specialty Sundays can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides child care for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. Rob Kendall here, speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. 
Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.